0: Hi, this is Blake Andrews, lead pastor at Victory World Outreach Denton, Texas. This is our podcast, and we're so glad that you came to check it out today. I hope this message encourages you and inspires you to do great things for God. You know, it's like we talked about on Sunday with it's the right attitude. And I want to tell you, if you're doing it and you're participating, and if you're really uh, doing some difficult things, um, that you have gotten over the hardest part. The first couple days are the hardest, especially if it's caffeine or sugar or things like that, headaches and all those things, and withdrawals. Your body's tripping out and flipping out and saying, What in the world are you doing to me? But we're telling the devil and our body that we own this body and it's the Lord's. Amen. And we're in control of us. Amen. And not our emotions or our feelings. So if you haven't started it, you still can. It's not too late. Amen. Pray and say, Lord, what do you want me to do? You want me to fast one meal a day? Do you want me to fast something? Whatever it is, just pray and let the Holy Spirit lead you. So I want to talk a little bit more about prayer tonight and go over a few verses uh, to finish up kind of from Sunday night and uh, just simply titling it prayer Prayer and fasting. And uh, I, I've been telling you guys that we are going to see miracles. We're already seeing miracles. We should expect miracles. And um. God is moving. Know this tonight that God is moving, even when we don't see Him moving. Amen. It's not that's what I'm looking back on. I'm seeing that I believe the place we're at today, not only as a church but as a as individuals and together corporately, we're seeing fruit today coming into our lives from past fasts. That was hard to say. Fasts. Amen. How many believe that? That we don't always see the, the interesting thing about praying and fasting is sometimes. You do get an immediate a miracle. I mean, sometimes it's like that, like, just like you're like, "Whoa!" I mean, I just barely asked for it, and those were great times. But sometimes it's delayed. Sometimes it's fought. Sometimes it's down the road, and you look back and you go, "I prayed for that," and so be encouraged that. As as difficult as this is, there is a reward from God that is so powerful. Amen. It is so, so powerful. Amen. Only Pastor Mario is excited about that tonight. Where there's difficulty, there's a reward. Amen. And I'm just going to show you that if you got that in that verse, 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Um, I wanna I want to talk about a verse that breaks this down a lot. And this is Paul talking, and it says everyone who competes. So how many know tonight we're competing in in our walk with the Lord? Not, We're not competing with each other. We're competing with an enemy. And that enemy wants us to not do, not only does he want us to, to fail, but he wants us to not affect people's lives like we God wants us to. So we're competing. We're in a race. And it says, for the prize, which is temperate, in all things. He said, so he's basically relating that to things in the world. People go to work and get paid. People do business and make money. People compete in athletics and get rewards. He says that's all temperate. How many know nothing we do for the Lord is temperate? Everything we do is eternal. Has an eternal effect. Sometimes on this earth we see the, we'd see the temporary effects, but what we're doing is eternal. I don't know about you, but I, I believe that our, our main goal in this fast is that people's lives would be changed, that souls would be saved. That should be all of our main goals, is that g- people would come to repentance and come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. That should be our number one thing. Before we pray for things we want to see God do or, or things in our bodies or things in our families or things in our family, we should be praying for souls to be saved. Because the last I checked, God said, when you put me first and my righteousness, I'll add all those things onto you that you need. So keep that at the forefront forefront of your mind. Now, he says, they don't do it to obtain, they do it to obtain, sorry, a perishable crown. But we are competing for an imperishable crown that man cannot touch. Therefore, he says, this is how we do it. I run not with uncertainty. This is really important here. I want you to understand that in a fast, it takes daily decisions. I don't know about you, but everywhere I go, there's food. Right? I haven't had this example because I haven't gone to a public place as much as, as my daughter, Kristen. But, you know, she showed up on, on, on Monday to work, and guess what was there? Donuts and cookies. And not just, I don't even, I, I don't, not just cookies, some cookie called crumble. Oh, see, y'all know. I don't even know what that is. I guess they're good. They looked good in the picture. And how how many have had some some food or things come in front of you that that aren't normally there, right? This week, all of a sudden, your your coworkers are being generous and they're bringing lunch and whatever it is. You have to make a decision and say, you know what, I'm not going to give in to this. I'm going to stay the course. I'm going to stay disciplined. I'm 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 not I'm not running this I'm not doing this fast with uncertainty. I'm doing it with a with a channeled mind because on the 29th I'm going to eat like a pig, no I'm just kidding. <laughs> on the 29th I'm going to know I've seen some results. Amen. And so he says I don't run it with uncertainty. I fight not as one who just beats the air. So we're not just doing this You know, just, oh, it's just a 21-day fast. Oh, we're doing it with certainty. We're doing it as a marksman. We have purpose. We have plans. We have things we want to see happen. So we're not just doing it to do it. That's important to know. We're doing it with a purpose and a plan. And then it goes on to finish and say, but I discipline my body. To do a fast, you have to discipline your body. You have to say, and I'm going to kind of finish in, 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 at the end with a story here uh, about f- mastering our bodies. But it says, we, he, he, I discipline my body. I bring it into subjection. Now, how many know, as we talked on Sunday, our flesh is something we have to bring under subjection, which is what we talked about in Romans. I don't even think I got to that in the second service. He says, there's a, there's a, there's, there's a fight between the flesh and the, and the spirit. Your spirit wants to fast all 21 days and not eat anything. Drink water. The whole time. But your body doesn't. And so there's a battle between your flesh and your spirit. And the reason your flesh is fighting so hard is because your flesh wants what your flesh wants. But the spirit has to be stronger and overcome. And he says, I put my body, and and today I, I put my thoughts into subjection. As I was driving through town, I said, I love Jesus and I love souls and I love results more than I love Whataburger. Amen. I had to tell the devil. I had to tell my stomach. I love souls and results more than I love cookies. Amen. So that's a mental thing we have to do. And if we'll win that mental. And I prayed at lunch today. I said, Lord, just let me feel like I'm full. Just let me feel like I ate a good meal. It works if you ask. I'm good. Amen. Amen. But this is a battle that has to come from here. We have to win the battle here because those temptations are going to be everywhere you go. So he says, I bring my body into subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. Now, I want to give you one more verse that we know. This has has to be, say this has to be. This has to be the most important verse, I think, in the Bible about praying. And, and, And many of us know it. Many of us quote it. Many of us pray it. But this is really the call of our church and our and our, our the Christian walk in 2 Chronicles chapter 7. And this is what we're doing. That we're we're understanding tonight, verses 14 and 15, that this is why we pray. And we saw on Sunday that Jesus would say, When you give, when you pray, and when you fast. Not if. Jesus would say when. He was giving us the benefit of the doubt. But in 2 Chronicles, he says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves. This is what we do. When we humble ourselves, we die to our flesh, we get before the Lord and we say, Lord, I need you and I want you more than I want this food or this substance. And he says, if they'll humble themselves and pray and seek my face... And this is the prayer we need to make for everybody. And turn from their wicked ways. We live in a nation that needs to turn from its wicked ways. They're not going to turn from their wicked ways on their own. We've got to pray that. We've got to pray over this nation that they will repent of their sins. And he says, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. That's a promise. What did he say to do? Pray, humble ourselves, call on his name. And and when we repent, he says, I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and I will heal their land. How many believe that's a promise? We're going to see that this year. We've been seeing that, but we're going to see it greater because we're not done yet. God's not done with us yet. And what we've done in the past is great, but the best is yet to come. Amen? The best is in the future. It's in front of us. And we're focused tonight. And, and what you'll find in, during this fast and praying is it is difficult and it is hard, but you find you're more focused. You're going to notice you're more focused. You're already on this fourth day starting to see a focus that you didn't have before. And, and every day that goes by, your spirit is winning the battle of your flesh. Every day. And so every day, your spirit's getting stronger, and your flesh is getting weaker. Yesterday, someone had some chocolate on a table. I just picked it up and smelt it. <sighs> just to tell the devil that he ain't got me. Amen? Those, there's, no, there's no calories in smelling it. But sometimes you just got to tell the devil who's in charge. Amen? Jesus is in charge in my life. I can do great, all things through Christ who gives me strength. Amen, and so next verse is this. Here's the promise: when we do that, this is so powerful. He says, "My eyes will be open." How many would love to get God's attention to where God would open up His eyes and my ears? I just want to. I don't look at God just just listening to us because He's got our attention. We've got His attention to prayer made in this place. This place. In Africa, in Costa Rica, all around the world, people are praying. Have you thought about that this week, that, that, other, that th- thousands and thousands of other people are making the same decisions you are? Isn't it powerful to think about that we're not doing this alone, that we're not doing this by ourselves, that we're not just doing it for ourselves? Carla was mentioning today how different it is when you are doing it for the Lord than when you're doing it for yourself. Have you found it's, it's easier to say no to some things when you, we've got a little you know, uh, co- co- uh, commitment with the Lord? If, if the Lord's not involved, give me that bread. Give me that cookie. Give me that food. But when it's with God, it's like, God, I'm, I'm, I'm keeping this because that's how much I love you. I want to show you how much I love you. And then his ears come down to us so the question is this is the question i want to kind of uh finish with tonight because we're going to take some time to pray it's it's praying and fasting we're going to take a few minutes to pray as a church corporately it says we must all ask ourselves this question and this is this goes along with first corinthians 9 and what i just read who is the master in our lives and who is the slave Okay, there's always going to be a master and there's always going to be a slave when it comes to, the, to, the, to who's in charge and who's under the person in charge. Is the body the master? Is your flesh the master of you tonight and you're the slave to, the, to, your, to your flesh? Or is your spirit the master and your body's the slave? Think about that. That's what I'm trying to say when that temptation comes to say, you know what, it's just this or it's just that or, or I'm gonna break this a little earlier, or I'm gonna and you and you press in and you say no to your flesh, you're telling your flesh that it is a slave to you and not the other way around. Amen. Your body is a good pl- pers- your body's a good thing to make a slave, but it's not a, it's not a good master. How many know your body is not a good master? If your body's in charge, we're all in trouble. Amen? We've got to have control over our bodies. And so I want to I end with this, this thought. There was a man in Washington, D.C. who learned about the power of fasting. And he decided to do it. Stay with me on this and think about what this guy says. So he set aside every day a fast. And the truth is he had a miserable day. Not going to ask anybody to raise their hands who had a miserable day on their first day or second day. Or you're going to have some days that seem miserable, but I just want to throw this in. After many years of experience, if you when you th- the more you think about it, the worse it is. Have you figured that out yet? If you'll just not think about it and focus on the Lord, it'll be better. But if you don't, you're going to have a miserable day. So he had a miserable day. It said every time he walked out on the street. He found himself in front of a restaurant with an amazing smell of food. I'm telling you the truth. Sunday after church, we stayed here for a little while while they were practicing some music. And God is my witness. I smelt food in here. And Kristen did too. Like real smell of food. I mean, like a home-cooked meal. There was nobody in this church and no way there should be food smell. But there was a strong Smell of food in here. And I I thought, this is going to be a good fast. And then he'd walk out of that place and go buy a bakery with delicious pastries staring right at him. And then he walked over to another place and he could just smell tacos being cooked. Everywhere he went, food, smell, and food, and smell. So at the end of the day... He didn't give in like you might think he would have. He had a talking to with his stomach. Sometimes you got to have a talking to to your stomach. And he said, stomach, you've been very rebellious today and made a lot of unnecessary trouble for me. And because of that, I'm going to fast again tomorrow. Amen. You, you got to tell your body, you got to tell your stomach who's in control. And on this fast, if you make a mistake during this fast, if you mess up or eat a meal, eat something you shouldn't have, fall into temptation, don't quit and go, oh man, I broke the fast. Well, I messed up. The next day, get right, fix it, and make it a better day and fast an extra meal. Just to show the devil and your body who's in charge. Are y'all following me? We have that power. Remember, one of the fruits of the Spirit is self-control. Amen. And I would argue with anybody in here, if there's anybody that loves food more than me. Now, as we close, and we're going to open up for prayer in a second, I want you to to write this down if you're taking notes. I want you to think about this. It's just a thought. And I want to make this for the rest of this fast. I want you to ask yourself a question. Is prayer your steering wheel? Is prayer your steering wheel? Or is prayer your spare tire amen is prayer your steering wheel or is prayer your spare tire musicians you can come tonight whoever is coming think about that steering wheel guides us takes us where we go leads us gets us to the destinations we want to go we're it it controls the vehicle we're in but that spare tire is there just in case an emergency happens and that's unfortunately the way a lot of people pray. A lot of people go pray, and and I talked about that on Sunday with that incident that happened last week. People go pray, and people seek the Lord, and all of a sudden everybody's praying when something bad happens. But we can be ahead of the game. We can be ahead of the situation, and we can be praying for things before they happen. How many know God could give us the wisdom to be ahead of the situation? and not behind it, that he could give us a clarity on situations, and he could give us a direction on things, and when something comes that's not what God told us, we know that's not the right direction. We keep going the right direction. So is prayer your steering wheel, or is it your spare tire? Amen? Remember that some things only come out by fasting. We talked about that on Sunday. As you come tonight to the altars, we're going to open up these altars in a moment to pray. I want you to come tonight with an attitude of thanksgiving for the opportunity to be able to serve God and fast. Don't look at this as something we have to do. Look at it as something we get to do. We get to join forces. I heard Pastor Jones say this on Sunday when I was listening to the message from the home church. We, the power of a corporate prayer is that somebody over here, you could be praying for something and you're affecting somebody over there. You could be praying for something here in Denton, Texas, and could be affecting somebody in the Czech Republic. And there's people over there in Tanzania or Kenya or Congo that are praying and fasting, and it's over here affecting our situation in Denton, Texas. It's a beautiful thing. It's a powerful thing to be united together in prayer. If you feel weak tonight, if you feel defeated tonight, if you feel down tonight, just look around. And look and see that you're not alone. Look and see that we're in this together and that there's power in prayer. Amen. Right before we pray, I want to put up that verse again, second Chronicles chapter seven, verse fourteen. This is a verse that you should read often during this praying and fasting. If my people who are humbled by my or sorry, called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive them of their sins and I'll heal their land. And then my eyes will be open. Do you believe tonight that God's eyes are open to your life? Do you believe tonight that his ear is attentive to your prayer? See, you might feel like God's not hearing you or God hasn't been hearing you or or God's mad at you or whatever. But when you get in that, that position of humility, you say, Lord, I need to hear your voice. I need to hear clearly what you're trying to say me. Say to me. I need to know what to do in this situation. I need to do, know what to do with my child. I need to know what to do with this uh, family situation or this job situation. He'll, he'll speak. Because wherever there are people praying and fasting, that's where his ear is. Amen? Let's stand tonight all across this place. We're going to do a prayer of salvation. For those that are watching online, and then we're going to go offline, those that are watching online, when we go offline, if you're able, wherever you're at, join us in prayer. Just take some time, get on your couch, get, on, get in your car, wherever you're at, and just join us in prayer for a, few mon- for a few moments. We only get these times just a few times a week to come together and corporately pray. Father, tonight, touch our hearts. Lord, if there's people in this place tonight that don't know you, or people watching online that don't know you, we want want them to know Jesus loves them. We want them to know, God, that we're praying and fasting for the salvation of their souls. God, there's nothing more important tonight than the souls of people, because that's what you came to die for. Heaven and earth will pass away, but your words will never pass away, and your word says God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe in him wouldn't perish, but would have everlasting life. And tonight, if you're here in this place or you're watching online and you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, tonight you can say, Jesus, I believe in you. Jesus, I put my faith in you. Jesus, I want to be saved. I want to be born again. I want to be forgiven. If you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive you. Of all your sins. How many across this place could say, Pastor, I'm not saved tonight. Just lift up your hand. Pray for me, Pastor. I want to be saved. All across this place. All across this place. Honest hearts. Maybe you're, I see your hand. God bless you. Maybe you're running. Maybe you're not walking the way God wants you to walk. Not doing the things God wants you to do. God's always working. God's always working. Even when, this is a word from the Lord, even when it definitely seems like God's not, he's working. Sometimes he's working more in those times where it seems like he's not than when it seems like he is. God's working. If you raised your hand tonight and you meant that, I want you to do one more thing. I want you to just step out of your seat to that nearest aisle and just come down to this altar and we're going to pray with you right now. And then we're going to pray with those that are online. Just step out, come on. If you raised your hand, just step out. Come on down here. I can't make you come, but I saw your hand. Let's pray with that person and this person online. There's something about a public confession. Say this with me. Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I am a sinner, and I fall short of your glory. Jesus, I believe In my heart, and I confess with my mouth that you died on the cross for my sins and you rose from the dead three days later. Jesus, you are more than a conqueror in my life tonight. I receive salvation. Wash me clean from all my sins. Make me a new creation. And from this day forward, I'm going to turn to you and live for you And live according to your word. And devil, you leave your hands off me. I'm no longer yours. I've been bought with a price. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 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 We're going to open up these altars tonight. Amen. There's nothing more precious than a kid coming forward. Amen. A young person saying, Mom, I want to make that prayer. Dad, I want to make that prayer. If you're still online, just find a place to pray. We're going to go offline. Thanks again for listening. If you want to hear more messages, please subscribe to our podcast channel. And if you like it, consider rating it and sharing it with your friends. For more content from VWO Denton, go to our website at vwotexas.com.